hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Solly's podcast. Um, this is episode part one of two, I should say. Um, I'm still new to all of this, but uh, I brought along a guest, one of my really good friends and good supporters. Uh, this is the lovely Ashley Grace. Say hello, Ashley. Hello. It's good to be here. Thank you. Um, we are going to do one of my first podcasts, so we going to try a couple of things out. Ashley's going to tell us a little bit uh, about herself, obviously. Um, we've known each other for a couple of years, and yes. she's one of my first guests on Solly's podcast. So, Ashley? I, um, well, I really want this podcast to be kind of about you, because this is your first podcast. Okay. But I will share a little about myself. Um you know, you were the first person that I met when I started dancing. Um, oh. You were the first person kind of in my corner. Um, I met Solomon, and um, he was just my biggest cheerleader kind of from the get-go. So I'm really thankful for you. But I appreciate that. This is your first podcast. So honestly, I kind of want to know a little bit about you. Because this is the first time people get to know you. So. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about you. <laughs> they get to see all my bloopers and how many mistakes I make in my first podcast. But that's part of the process of growth. So yeah. I'm new to all of this. But you can find Solly's podcast on Mixcloud, SoundCloud, YouTube. Actually, that's where this video will be. YouTube, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and my favorite, Podomatic where you can find a lot of my other DJ mixes and things like that. Ashley has been a big inspiration and supporter over the last couple of years. And I really appreciate her as a friend. She's awesome like that. Um, but she's going to ask me a couple of questions, which is going to be very interesting. So we will just see how this goes. Well, I'm just curious. I mean, what got you into um, the DJ business? What was, what was the thing that sparked you into that? Um, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, I've always loved music since I was a child. I was in choir in high school. Um, I've always been into music. Whenever I liked a girl in high school or something like that, I would always be like, oh, I'm going to make her a CD with all these songs on the radio or a mixtape. <laughs> I love it. You know, and so that's how it's like. You find all of these songs that you don't really know, so then you start researching stuff. And yeah. I remember when you go into the music shop and you put the headphones on and listen to whatever CD was out, and that's how I start discovering a lot of music. And then around the turn of the century, I'd say about 2000, 2001, when everybody started downloading music and everything started becoming digital, that's when I started downloading music from different sites like Napster, and I was around during the oh, Napster days. I remember Napster, yeah. What is it? Shazam? Lime Not Shazam. Yes, LimeWire. <laughs> LimeWire. <laughs> LimeWire is, uh, yeah, that's very old school right now. Um, however, that's how I kind of got my start. And the first DJ event I did was 18 years ago. It was my brother's wedding. So that was interesting because we did the wedding in the church. And I kind of was like, what can I play that's acceptable here? So him and his wife-to-be, I made them a collection of CDs. 
and just some really chill, laid back music for the reception. And that's kind of how I entered DJing. And then I've just always been a collector of music. So at some point, I just started DJing in clubs and I was still doing mobiles. Like I do people's birthday party or something like that. But that's kind of how I got into DJing. Then I started DJing in gentlemen's clubs. And so that's a whole different. Yeah. (laughs) I've got eight clubs under my belt in 16 years. Heck yeah. Well, I think it's always really interesting um, to get into music and DJing and really anything that has to do with gentlemen's clubs. I think the way that you get into it is interesting no matter what angle you're coming from, whether you're a dancer or a DJ or a manager or a bartender. I think it's a really interesting way you get into that business. And so, oh, for sure. Yeah. I love it. I, I think it's just fascinating because everybody comes in from a different angle. So. Yes. I always, um, one of the things uh, with me with DJing, I would always see DJs on TV when I was younger. So, like somebody like DJ Jazzy Jeff is one of my favorite DJs. So, oh, I yeah, watched The yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel Air <laughs> when Jazzy I was growing Jeff. up. Um, so that was always fun. And the other thing was I listened to the music that a lot of the DJs were playing. That's when MTV was actually playing videos. I'll just leave it at that. So that's been eons ago. Um, but I'm at the tail end of that. So (laughs) you were probably around the era of what's the show? What is it? Real world? I know you probably remember real world or either Jersey shore, Jersey shore. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Those were definitely um, some shows back in the day, but music is a big influence, especially on culture in general, just like wherever you are in the world. Like I've been to the Philippines a couple of times and they absolutely love music. And when you really look at music as a whole, it's very universal. So it's something that, you know, I kind of look at and I'm like, this is pretty cool. So this is kind of what I want to do because it's the feeling you get when you hear a song. And when you're a DJ, you get to kind of like send that to other people that are in the crowd and they get to feel that vibe. And that's one of the things I think with DJ and that really centers in the middle of my soul where it's like, ah, this is exactly what I want to do. And this is kind of like, I want to reach people because it's definitely a euphoric experience. You know, I've never played any festivals or anything like that. I've only done gentlemen's clubs and nightclubs, but mm-hmm. when people get out and they hear their favorite tracks and they see like, you see, get to see what impact it has on them. That really says a lot. Well, it's kind of interesting because it's, I, um, I, I feel the same way about performing and dancing, um, being on stage and, dancing to a song and being able to perform a certain way has this similar euphoric feeling of Mm -hmm. being able to put on a show for people. I absolutely love it. Like putting on a show for people and making people feel a certain way, you know, regardless of the fact that it's a strip club, it it's just to be on stage and to be able to put on this, I don't know. There's there's something about putting on a show for people and making people feel a certain way um, and then being just 
excited. Exactly. Yeah. There's something really exciting about that. And I absolutely love it. And even if, you know, it, it doesn't matter necessarily your skills per se, but it's about the way you feel when you're on stage. You know, it doesn't really have to do with uh, the skills that you have. It has to do with the way you feel. And when right. you're on stage and you just do your thing and the song is playing and it's so good and, and you're just putting on a, a, an absolute show, people love it. So um, let me ask you this. What is um, your favorite type of music to dance to? I absolutely love... This is so... This is a hard question because there are so many genres. I mean, there are some rock songs that I absolutely love. There's some rap songs I absolutely love. But um, I would say electronic music, like house music really in particular, because it's something that when you put on house music, as long as the beat is good, everyone's into it. It doesn't matter what type of person it is. When the when the beat is right, everybody loves it. It's very it's um <laughs> I'm a househead, so I mean okay. you've yeah. actually probably listened to some of my mixes that I do with house and some other things like that. But it's something that I can remember a time when I first started playing house in the club, and people were like, "There's no lyrics," and I'm like, "Of course, there's no lyrics. <laughs> right? It's just a vibe it's that you have necessary. to feel." <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I kind of started doing that where EDM was really making a forefront and like mm-hmm. the our, our types of clubs, I should say, you know, where, and this isn't house, but I'm thinking more along the lines of like Skrillex oh, yes. and uh-huh. Ellie Golding and just all of these different yeah. great artists that came out in like the early part of the 2010s. And it's just like, everybody was like, ah, this is something refreshing. This is something like different, you know? And I remember playing a lot of that music and then to like kind of grow with that music and start mixing it and putting it like in a mixed show or a mixtape. That was a really big thing for me a couple of years back. So to have made at least 500 mixes that I can count off the top of my head in the last five years like that's a lot but I want to start telling people my story not just from a music side with doing a mixtape or something of that fashion but I wanted to start with the vlogs and the podcast like what we're doing now Mm -hmm. so that people can kind of see another side of my lifestyle because DJing is definitely a lifestyle it's something that you kind of do and you really have to love it I mean, it's not something that, okay, I'm just doing this to pay the bills because I mean, (laughs) I've, I've been off work with the pandemic and everything. I've been off work for a total of about nine months. So I've had a lot of time for self-reflection and okay, do I really want to continue to DJ? How much do I really love music? What's out that is really popular that will really hit in the clubs once things are, are starting to open back up? Those are things that I looked in and then a lot of DJs at the time when I first, during the first lockdown, everybody started live streaming. Some people did Facebook, some people did Twitch. I did OnlyFans personally because the copyright strikes and other things are a little bit different and set up um, than your major platforms like Facebook or Instagram. Because if you play someone's copyrighted music 
it stands a chance of getting taken down, which is why I do a lot of things on like Mixcloud where I'm a little bit protected by the copyright. But Mixcloud is a platform where I did all of my DJ mixes for a couple of years and then I moved everything over to Podomatic where it's kind of more of a podcast format. And that's how I'm on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and a couple other places. I think Deezer is one of them. And uh, Stricter, Podbean, there's a couple of them that I'm on. And I'm going to put a few links in the description below so that people can kind of check them out. There's a lot of music that I've done, but I felt like music was my story. It's kind of how I tell the story of my life. And it's when I play in the club, it's just this is what where everybody's vibing to. And it's, you know, to me, when I started mixing in the club, it was a situation where it's something the girls had to learn and everyone there, because if they weren't a part of it, it just wasn't going to work. And that's just something very precious. And then to be away from that because of the pandemic for, you know, like nine months. That's a good way to just like lose out on a lot of things. So I always kept in contact with people. I always kept putting out content so that people had something to listen to, you know, while I was not working. Cause all I really had to do was work on music. And so I decided I wanted to start doing podcasts like we're doing now. And I want to start doing vlogs, which you should check out Solly's vlog. Um, that will start daily um, in May. And that's something where my personal life and my professional life kind of meet. So I'm a full-time DJ. I have been for 18 years. And music is kind of my journey. But the vlog, I'm going to talk more about my daily life and things that I do. Because it's not so easy to create something every day. You actually have to sit down and take up time with it. And actually create something and prioritize things. Which... That's something I wanted to talk to you about is the priority of time, because I think a lot of us had more time on our hands the last 12 months than we normally do. And, you know, there's only so much Netflix you can watch. There's only so many conspiracy theories you can uh, listen to on only YouTube. Only so much Tiger King, you know. Well, that's true, we you know. the Tiger King. <laughs> Shout out to Carol Baskins. I mean, if you want to be on my podcast, I'm <laughs> totally down. I'm just saying, you know. Um, no, last year was definitely a um, a point of time of really reflecting on what am I really spending my time on? I mean, what am I really investing in? I mean, the idea of having to be home and not being able to work, not be... I mean, not really even being able to go grocery shopping. Exactly. It really changed your perspective. of DoorDash and chill all the way. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing but the, just Netflix. You know, it was like, that was it. And it, I ended up having to make a list every day of like, okay, 10 a.m. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to take the dog on a walk. Okay. At 11.30, I'm going to make my egg sandwich. I'm going to have my breakfast and my coffee. I mean, it, it turned into I had to literally schedule my day because otherwise I would have went absolutely insane. I would have went off the deep end. And I think isolation is something that is very important in our world, in our society today, especially the last 12 or 13 months of people's life, people have been at home with their kids, 
they've been at home with their spouse or significant other. Yes. So <laughs> that has caused in itself a couple of changes in people's personal life where maybe they think about things a little bit different within their own family, their own like work schedule and things like that. Cause I know I went through that. I mean, there's just so many Saturday nights I sat at home cause nothing was open and I'm just like, man, this doesn't even feel like a Saturday. It feels like a Sunday. And then Sunday right? feels like a Monday and it's like, you kind of lose track. <laughs> and it all runs together. <laughs> you know? And it's like, to me, I feel like the days go faster. I don't know if that's cause I'm older or I just kind of like look at time differently because I've yeah. sat at home so long. Cause the, the first lockdown I sat at home for about 93 days and that was cool. I had time to just sit and kind of, and I mean, I'll just say this because it's my first podcast. I was not broke during the lockdown, but it does make you think, you know, my parents used to tell me save money for a rainy day. It made me think differently about my money. You know, um, you know, one of the things I want to do in the future episode, I want to talk about some of the Dave Ramsey tips. Maybe I'll have uh, Ashley on for that. <laughs> She's a big Dave Ramsey fan. I am, too. Oh, yeah. um, but it made me think differently about money and saving those pennies for a rainy day because it definitely was a lot of rainy days in 2020. That, I'm, to me, was the epitome of what a rainy day was going to be because everything closed. Right. I mean, and just the idea, that's just something that under normal circumstances would have never happened. Very I mean, true. that wasn't being in a car wreck. That wasn't, you know, being bankrupt. That was like literally the world closing down, which is something that no one expected. And that's something so, that in our lifetimes we've never really experienced. We've so never there's, seen that. there's no way to like prepare for that. It's like, okay, I'm going to sit at home for two weeks. Two weeks turns into six to eight months for most people. That's here in America that I can vouch for. I have friends in other countries that some of them have worked sparingly in the last 12 months. But as we all know, bills keep coming and there's other responsibilities and priorities that we have that are not necessarily, what's the word I'm looking for? Pandemic proof. Like the world still moves on no matter what happens. And so I had a really good chance to start to prepare for my future. That's why I was like, well, what if the club scene is different? Because it is different. And that's something that I will kind of discuss in detail on Solly's vlog, because I've now been back to work uh, for the last two months, which it has is, been. It's different, though. It's it's a different scene. Right. You know, it's it's the club is open, but it's not quite the same. And people are acting kind of like that, too. It's not people aren't acting quite the same either. So it's just a different environment. It is. And it's one of those situations where I kind of think people just want to get back out in public and do their normal thing. And that's kind of like with me. But I've always been kind of an introvert where. I don't mind just sitting in my room working on music. I mean, I've went on yeah. long trips around the world and all I do is work on music or work on other stuff now that I'm doing vlogs and podcasts. But it's one of those things where it really made me think about life in general, how precious it is. Um, during the lo first lockdown, I lost my older brother. He was 44 years old. He didn't die from the virus or anything like that, but... It definitely made you think because I'm only a couple years younger mm -hmm. 
than my older brother. And it's like, life is very short. So it's like, what are you really doing that is impacting other people? So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start a podcast. I want to interview people that I know, people in my industry. I want to talk about things, you know, how they feel about the world currently or just whatever it is that they want to talk about, you know, and I kind of want to leave it like freestyle where you kind of every week you kind of see something or hear something. I'll obviously have a couple of repeat guests. Ashley will obviously be on once or twice or a gazillion times. It just depends. Um, but it's one of those things I wanted to do something different and try something different than just doing music because everyone doesn't always listen to music like maybe people that work in a club you know some people they have regular ordinary jobs the only time they have to listen to music is when they're on their way to work or when they were home so that's why i start thinking about doing podcasts because i'm like they're not as long as a mixtape you know this is we're right at about 20 minutes or so something like that so you know I'm not doing the two, three hour podcast yet, but we will get there because there's lots of things to talk about. Um, But the main thing I'll tell anybody, if you have a goal, you should definitely get started. Um, Yes, for sure. One of the things I will tell you, it's taken me about a year to learn how to do vlogs, to learn how to do a podcast. I did my research and just kind of piece by piece put everything together, including this. This is just something that I kind of put together on a whim, me and Ashley, and just kind of working with camera angles and things like that. But this is like my first podcast. This will be available on YouTube and iTunes, and we'll go from there. But it's something weekly that I want to do. Um, Solly's podcast will obviously feature, like I said, people in my industry and You know, I'll talk about music a little bit. I'll talk about sports, other things that interest me. Obviously, comic books, because I'm a huge comic book fan. So (laughs) we will get way, we will go way down the rabbit hole with that. Um, But this is a big deal to me, too, because I always, um, I feel like people in the strip club industry are never represented in any normal way. I agree. We're always represented in ways that are very, you know, the stripper in the movie who does the line of blow. Like, we're never represented in any type of normal way. Uh, You as well. I mean, DJs included. We're never represented as just regular people. Um, And so that's why I'm, like, super excited about this because I, I get so excited about hearing about having a podcast of people from the industry just chatting just as normal people. I love that because people don't really know us as normal people. <laughs> so, And I don't think people really call us as normal. I mean, we're having anyways, a podcast but- <laughs> and we're sitting here drinking Pinot Grigio, which hey. if you'll notice, the bottle is empty. So that's awesome. Maybe we'll do a wine hey. podcast and start. These same people pick up their children and drink their wine after their kids get home. So, I mean, (laughs) and more power to you. I must add, I don't have kids myself, um, but I have all the same. (laughs) I have DJ gear. That's enough to be responsible for. Um, Did you have any other questions that you would like to ask me? Hmm. Well, I'd like to know what keeps you going 
in the no I'm, I'm i'm being serious i, mean, I know because you were so i'm gonna brag on you a little bit uh-oh you were someone who has been you've always been so dedicated and i've met a lot of djs and a lot of people in the industry you were someone who is always the most dedicated you always seem like someone who no matter what you were dedicated well, Why thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's just really, I would say it's my love for music. That's what keeps me going because yeah. there's always something new that touches my soul as far as music. And it's always something, I wonder if I can play this at the club, you know, um, will this person like it or something like that? Because I think music takes people to a place that they might not necessarily see in the outer world, but like you can take people down memory lane yeah. when you play a variety of music whether it's older music or newer music and a lot of times that's just what keeps me going i think the time that i spent off work during the pandemic that kind of renewed my love affair for music and not only that people need to be in front of a crowd they need that connection with music because the world is such a scary and dark place right now or has been at least that they need something to connect to I think yeah. that's one of the reasons why people go to bars in the first place, especially they strip need clubs. Some level of connection. There's something they for sure. they look for that they can't find in regular society, and they you don't find that at Starbucks. <laughs> you don't. I mean, even if they put a couple shots of espresso in your drink, it just you don't it, find it at Starbucks. <laughs> it doesn't happen. I've, I've I've searched around the world. It just doesn't happen. Um, yeah. But it's a thing where I like the music that I play. It's something that resonates with me, but it, I feel like people need that connection with the DJ and the music right now in the world because that's what's going to get them through all of this. And I think music brings people together. That's another thing. I it mean, yeah. we've all been very For much sure. socially distanced and been apart from each other, which I understand the reasons why. And I mean, we'll probably get into that on other podcasts and vlogs down the road. I'll just leave it at that without going further down the rabbit hole, but yeah. it's a situation where I think people need that in society. And I think the big thing about DJing, you said what keeps me going, the positivity behind it, because nobody wants somebody who doesn't care about their job, just coming in playing anything just to get yes. the crowd going. Yes. <laughs> people need to see and feel your passion. If they don't, then why are you doing it? Like, are you there to collect a check? Because you probably can collect a check somewhere else. And I think working in a gentleman's club is always cool because there's just certain angles of the game that I never really got a chance to play, like in a nightclub or something like that. So in a gentleman's club, you play this variety of music, everything from classic rock to like hard rock or, you know, you play EDM, you play hip hop and R&B, which is mostly popular among the younger girls, which I can understand why. Uh -huh. We live in a very visual society. and We know that from Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, OnlyFans. I'm just going to throw it out there. Like there's so <laughs> many things that are put in front of our face. So some of those things are positive and some of those things are negative. So a lot of people don't exactly know how to filter some of those things out, which I can understand that. But yeah, I want to be that positive person. That's why I want to do. Uh, that's what Solly's podcast is about. 
is interviewing people in my industry, as I've stated before, and kind of taking you on a journey through my personal life and how different people are involved, such as Ashley and some of my DJ friends, and you'll meet them in upcoming episodes. Um, but this is kind of like very much my journey, and I want it to be something that I can document so I can look back and say, well, this is what I did, you know, after the pandemic, I, w- I wanted to start a podcast and I did that. I wanted to start a daily vlog and I did that. Those are very important things to me. But, you know, there's also real life that in- involved. I still have to go to the bank and pay bills. I still have to go get gas in my car. I still have to go grocery shopping. Like you have all those things. And then I have two pets. So pets always require a lot of time. And I kind of understand that. <laughs> So it's just one of those things where you're kind of just looking at how life really is and you're just trying to like mix in your goals and dreams, which is what I'm doing. But like I said before, Ashley has been a big supporter of me as far as music over the last couple of years. I've actually done a couple of mixes for her. Um, I'll probably put those in the description in the uh, links in the comments or something like that. Uh, below but um if you have any more questions Ashley please ask away well I just want to say I I just love this because I I think more people need to understand and be familiar with people who work in the gentleman's club industry I totally agree and I think people have a certain view of us whether it be you or me you know People seem to have a view of us, and it's always been portrayed, I think, very poorly in movies and television, when in reality, we're just normal people. <laughs> it's like an episode of The Office with no clothes on. Yes, it's, it's, we're so normal, and so it's just, it's, it's so great to be able to be a part of something to kind of normalize and be like, hey... I'm just going to go buy groceries after this and I'm going to go home and like feed my cat like (laughs) and watch a Netflix documentary. And that's pretty much like people's lives. Like, honestly, I don't watch much TV. (laughs) I actually watch YouTube videos and things I don't understand or I listen to music to put together my next next mix because I usually have a fairly busy content schedule, but I leave it open kind of so that I have time because as we've both learned over the last 12 months, like you can't really have a solid schedule on anything because you never know what's going to come up. So like I have certain, do not know (laughs) you just kind of have to play it by ear, but it's one of those things where now I kind of see things on another level Mm -hmm. and it's like, I see the importance of actually putting something out, even if it's not perfect, like you want it to be one thing I'll give you some advice about, to my listeners is start before you're ready. You know, don't wait till you buy all of this stuff, whatever it is, whether you want to go skateboarding, ice skating, you want to do paintball, you want to DJ. I mean, when I started buying DJ gear about five years ago, I was like, I got to have this, this, and this. But what I did was I started with one piece of gear. I learned that, watched some YouTube videos, start using it in the club. Then I learned that. I buy something else. I buy something else. I kept going and learning something. Mm -hmm. So that way I got to a comfortable part where, okay, what works for me best in the club or what works for me? What is the industry standard at the other clubs so that I at least have the technology and terminology of it? So when I walk into any venue, I'm prepared. 
And that's kind of what I'm working on. Like, I'm still not even really ready to DJ in public that much. The gentlemen's clubs are fine because I'm a little bit isolated with how I'm set up. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, I feel like that environment is environment is more about the entertainers. The music is kind of the background, but it still has to be good enough yes. where people want to stay. If we just play crappy music. I don't care how pretty the girls are. Nobody's going to want to stay there. If it's something that kind of ruins the mood, then you're like, okay, (laughs) let's go somewhere else where it's popping. And it's kind of like, um, I don't know. It's just something that's a little bit different than what other people are kind of looking at. So that's kind of where I sit as far as DJing. Like there's still a lot for me to learn, but you learn by practice over and over again. Same thing with doing a podcast or a vlog. It's all something, once you do it in repetition, you get used to it. Now, today's my first episode. My 500th episode will obviously probably look different. So, I mean, that's the thing. It's daily progress. Well, my my favorite saying I've ever heard is, easy does it, but do it. Fair enough. Easy does it, but... Make sure you do it. <laughs> so. Do you have any other questions you would like to ask? I think I got it. Okay. okay. I think I got everything I need to know about you, Solomon. <laughs> well, um, that will conclude the first episode of Solly's podcast. Um, it will be available on YouTube, iTunes, Apple podcast and Podomatic. So make sure you look for that. That will actually probably be out tomorrow. So, um, and Ashley is my first guest. We will obviously probably have her on, uh, quite frequently. She'll be on a couple more episodes because we don't want to just talk about the DJing thing. There's other things that we want to talk about, obviously. Um, but I think, you know, with Solly's podcast, we will have some recurring guests, so be on the lookout for that. Um, give me a follow on Instagram, the D is 1979 or Sally Stark, one or the other, but I will keep you posted. Shout out, shout out to Transform uh, from Cincinnati. They give me this awesome shirt. I'm really into trance as well, too. Um, if you look through uh, my music catalog on Podomatic, you'll kind of find a little bit of everything from trap music to house music to dubstep death metal there's a lot of crazy things on there um but i just would always try something and see if it works with my listeners and i decided to go in a different route and do a podcast and ashley is my first guest and i'd like to thank you for listening to the first episode of sally's podcast and i'd like to say good night